episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there, from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. Adoption is an incredibly beautiful experience, and it's happening all around us, without many of us even being aware of how often or to what extent. Statistics indicate that approximately 140,000 children are adopted by American families each year, and that one out of every 50 children are adopted. There's also statistics that indicate six in every 10 Americans have had some personal experience with adoption. And while adoption can be an incredible experience for both the family and the child being adopted, it can also be a really complicated and emotional experience. So here with us today is Kevin Smith, and Kevin is going to talk to us about the adoption process and some of the mental health aspects that come along with this experience. Hi, Kevin. Welcome. Hello. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit before we get started about what what is the work that you do in adoption currently? So I work for a nonprofit organization, Catholic Charities of Eastern Virginia, and the work that we do is adoption as well as post-adoption services. That usually falls in line with families that after they have finalized their adoption with the state of Virginia, I would oftentimes get their case and try to find out a way to best help them transition that child into their home so that way the child is getting all the needs that they have and the family is getting their needs met as well. And that's pretty much the basic of what I do. Okay. So with that, you probably see a lot of the mental health aspects for both the adopted child as well as the families who are adopting. Let's start by talking a little bit about what are, what are some of the, of the mental health concerns that you might see with the children who are being adopted? A lot of times the mental health challenges that children are facing in the foster care system, mostly, most of them don't even uh, know that they have these challenges because they're still very relatively young at that time. And they're kind of just being told where to go and what to do. But by the time they finally do get into a loving and caring home and they settle down, there's those challenges of maybe past traumas or neglect or things like that will start to manifest. And those are the most common variables that come into play when a family has finally adopted that child. Okay. And then what about for the adopted parents? What about, and even the siblings and what, what does a family usually face with, with this new experience? So oftentimes, especially for the newer families, the ones that haven't even done adoption before, but already have several children themselves and decided to pursue this wonderful journey, they have all kinds of barriers and challenges that they're facing from the their, their biological children getting accustomed to the idea of having other children into the home. There may be some trust issues between one sibling and the other. Parents would have challenges themselves facing from 
not knowing whether or not the child will accept their love and maybe even their lifestyle or their house rules or things like that. Because again, a lot of times these children are coming from backgrounds where they've had no structure or discipline or guidance or even a good role model. So a lot of times children don't know what that may look like. And that could be a challenge in and of itself for parents to be able to present that. Sure. I would imagine. I mean, that would be culture shock in a lot of ways, depending on the age of the child to be going into this new home, this new environment of something that they're completely unaware of. What can the maybe parents or families do in advance to be better prepared for for themselves, but also to help the child to transition easier? Well, the first recommendation I always give any time I meet a new family is I ask them is, have they met a adoptive social group of some kind, whether that's Facebook or Twitter, or maybe locally where they live at, oftentimes churches have a um, group of maybe two, three or five members in themselves that have adopted. That would always be the first route I would guide parents to is to find these group, ask them questions, get a sense of their experiences of what foster care and the uh, adoption journey has been like for them. And then I would always guide them to do some online research or great books out there to read about, especially like The Connected Child. That is one of the most phenomenal books I always recommend to parents if they really want to get an insight of what they can do with their children and the adopted children they have brought into their homes. That I mean, that's great information. So the support can be crucial for navigating through that. And people who have already been through that experience and can probably offer some insights, but also to help normalize when some of the difficulties start to come up, which I'm sure is something that frequently happens. What can a parent look for? How can they be aware of maybe if if there are mental health concerns that are surfacing or maybe there's behavioral concerns? What are some key things you suggest that parents be aware of? Well, a lot of times um, it would come down to communication is what I would say, and at least in the line of work that I have done, I've always seen that it is difficult for a child to communicate, mostly because they may not recognize why they're being angry, why they feel aggressive towards a particular statement or stimulation. And so they have these random outbursts of emotion. They can be aggressive in nature. They can be sad in nature. They can be completely random and even bewilderment for parents. So oftentimes uh, the good news is with today's technology, a lot of adoptive families are coming into the adoption with a relatively good outline of what experiences the child has already had, whether it's neglect or trauma. And that would give them a good head start in figuring out what to look out for. So I always recommend to adopted family is communication is usually your best key to figure out whether the child is adapting well, or maybe there's an area there that you guys could work on together, or maybe with a outside therapist or counselor or whoever may fulfill that support role position. Sure. And when these challenges start to come up, so seeking support or seeking professional help, what are some other things that a parent can do to really maybe foster the, this new attachment with them or to help the child get acclimated in the new environment? Oh, well, the best way to do it is um, prior to the adoption, the finalization of the adoption, most states have a um, policy in place where the child would be in the home for about six months or so, uh, anywhere between six months to a year before they finalize the adoption. In that time period, I would recommend families to 
not only get all the support systems in place for the foster child, but also for them and their children and anyone else who may be living in the home. So I always recommend using that window as an opportunity to ingrain as much as the potentially adoptive child into family routines, family activities, outings, anything that may be a tradition for the family. So that way, when the time does come, that child is more accustomed to their environment. Sure. So they're just slowly transitioning, slowly getting used to it. And what about when it comes to like the the child's birth parents? What what do you guys see commonly? Are there frequent concerns that come up with that? Or how do you guys navigate that aspect of it? Well, there's always concerns on both sides for the adopted families as well as for the biological family. In some cases, biological parents don't want anything to do with the child. That's why they go through the adoption route to give up the child. Other times, they may still want to be involved. It's a case-by-case scenario that depends on the adopted family and the biological. The bottom line that I always say for, for the adopted families is to that the adoptive children always have the right to know their story, whether it's at the age of 5, 10, 15, they always have that right. And it's up to the parent to decide kind of when and how to bring that to the child's recollection of whether or not they would like to find their biological family, keep communication. It's always in the best interest of what the child knows, but as long as they're able to know their story and their journey that got them to be adopted. Okay, so that ties back to what you were speaking about with communication. It sounds like just being open and transparent and and letting the child know what their journey did look like. Yes, that that, that is absolutely the best thing that um, any parents can do for a child. I know that's what was well done for me when I was adopted as well for my own family. Oh, that that's wonderful. Transparency and communication was the best thing that they could do. Yes. Oh, I love that. And so you are now working in in the field of what you have personal experience with. Yes. I always try to use a little bit of my personal experience to help parents understand what it is that they're navigating. Ah, that's amazing. I love that. Where can our viewers find out more information about the agency that you're working with? They can go to ccevda.org. That is our um, main website. Through there, they can go through adoption, which will take them to post-adoption services. For any questions that they may have, they can always call us, email us, contact us any way that they would like. We would always be happy to answer any questions that they might have. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Kevin. Thank you for allowing me to have the opportunity to speak to you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you all for tuning into this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram. And also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.